Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. And today I am talking about something that I find fascinating, and I hope you do too, but it's about personality tests and how they might harm you. And I know that when I took personality tests in the past, they led me astray. I was led astray by the Myers-Briggs. And I learned when I was 60 what was wrong. <laughs> and I think it's important. It's a, it's a topic that isn't talked about enough. And I talk about authenticity a lot. And so this is related to that. And I want you to know this. And I want you to know what the alternatives are. And I think everybody should be living their best life, their most sparked life. And um, this is uh, key to doing that. So I hope this helps this information. And uh, you can hear how I was uh, harmed by personality testing. All right. Okay. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. This is just me today. No guest interview today. I have a subject I want to talk about, which I think you might find very fascinating. If you're anything like me and you like personality tests, this might shock you. It might come as a surprise. Personality tests are not always accurate. And this may surprise you. It's like, why are there personality tests then? Well, they do inform us to a certain degree. And if you are living completely aligned, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still having a little bit of a cold. You might detect my cold, but maybe it's just a little husky voice uh, for effect. But anyways, uh, yeah, personality tests. Uh, they are accurate only if you're living completely aligned with who you are born to be. And guess what? What I've found out in the last few years since I've been digging into this subject that fascinates me so much is that over 70% of the population is living from their inborn personality, as I have learned to call it. So who you were born to be, you came here with a certain set of traits, strengths, that when you use them, you're fully in your zone. You like feel amazing. You are lit up about life. You know what you're here to do. You you just like, it's like you're, um, you know, those things on the beach that find things. It's like you immediately know where that thing is that you're meant to do. So when those people take personality tests, they're accurate. 
But when you are living what is referred to as your chosen personality, not your inborn personality, you're out of alignment and you are not, you're looking all over the beach for that thing and you just can't friggin' find it. But that's because you're trying to fit in. You're choosing a personality because society is forcing you to do what you think you need to do. And when you take a personality test and you're not operating from who you're supposed to be, that inborn person, personality, it's going to not be completely accurate. It might feel like it's right, but that's because you're in this place that you think you are. It is kind of crazy. It really is. So I thought that statistic was really important to share with you. And what I found is a lot of women that I work with who get into this midlife place start to do this soul searching because they're not feeling right inside. They're feeling stuck. They're feeling like meh, I say, mediocre. Like, there not there more? Why am I not ha- as happy as I should be? And I should be happy. And they feel guilty for it. And that is usually a sign that you're out of alignment. Do you remember in the old days, I say in the old days, when you could, if you're my age, you can probably relate, but you had a car and it and it would start to shake. Like it, w- it would be fine for a while. And then at some point it would be like, it would start to shake or it'd start to veer. <clears throat> Didn't always shake, but you'd be on the road and highways is where you really noticed it. You take your hands off the wheel and the car would just veer off to the shoulder. It would just, you know, you wouldn't be holding it. It would just veer off. And so it was like, it's out of alignment. So you had to take it in the shop and the shop would put it into alignment. And that's really what we do as people. We veer off our path in life. We get out of alignment. Alignment is a word that's thrown around a lot. And I think people don't really know what it means. It means that you aren't aligned with your soul's purpose. You aren't aligned with who you're meant to be. And when you and, and your, your detector to notice what that is, is how you feel in your day to day. And so be really careful when you take tests, because I think tests can actually hurt us because we take them and then we're like, oh, yeah, that's me. And, you know, that's my answer. I'm that. And then they'll read the description of what it is. And it feels it might feel like, oh, yeah, that's right, because that's the world you're living in, that you that you've made yourself live in to fit in. And it's not necessarily the test might you might think, oh, that's right. But in your day to day, it doesn't feel right. And that's the difference. So I thought I thought it would help to use my life as an example, because I was out of alignment. I was out of alignment and I didn't realize I was out of alignment until I had a typing session. Well, I kind of knew because I didn't know what the feelings of misalignment really were. Uh, And so when I started to do the work, I wasn't surprised when I heard that I was out of alignment, that when I took that Myers-Briggs test, it wasn't accurate for me. And so then that was like, oh, that makes sense now. So I was open to receiving that information and being ready to find what, okay, where am I misaligned? And let me fix that. And how can I get in alignment so I feel better? And that's when I found my purpose. And so 
the work begins in understanding who you really are. And so I took my whole life pretty much, well, adult life. I don't think I took my buyer's Briggs until I was an adult, but I was an ESFJ. And if you know the Myers-Briggs, there's four letters that you get. And there's a possibility, E and I, extrovert, introvert, um, and so on. I'm not going to go into all that, what they mean, but I was an ESFJ. And on occasion, on occasion, I would test ESFP. And I didn't understand because your personality doesn't change. Well, you're born with who you're born with and your personality doesn't change. But the things you do in life change. And so this should be a sign that personality tests could be wrong because you are taking them. You are taking the test. You aren't being given the test by somebody. Even if you were given the test, if you're answering the questions yourself, then chances are it'll, it, it will lead to incorrect answers if you are in the 70% that is living out of alignment. And so what happened to me is the J and the P, what I really am is ESFP. And now as I'm living my purpose, I test ESFP consistently. And the J, the, I'll tell you exactly what the difference between the J and the P are for example purposes is the J, and people always think that J means judging, and doesn't. J means that you are uh, somebody who likes structure, and you tend to go by the rules. And P means you're a creative person. You lean on your creativity. You are very new idea kind of person. My whole life, I told myself I wasn't creative. Well, we're all born super creative. So we're, we all have the capability to be creative, but we shut that off, especially when we're misaligned. And this is where people mostly get misaligned is in this area. Because when you're creative, you're open to receiving ideas. And what is new purpose? It's ideas. And so you can't shut yourself off from that creativity that exists within you. So I was by nurture. And again, this, if you're thinking, like I said, inborn versus chosen personality, I also often say chosen personality, you're wearing a mask, but it also, you can say nature versus nurture because nature is what you're born with. Inborn personality. Nurture is what you are uh, kind of um, ad adapted to, right? Through your environment, through society. However, it happens. Uh, it just happens. It's nobody's fault. Not our fault. We do it for a reason, for survival in many cases. You know, I got to, got to, my, so my parents, you know, love me. That's what we think. So I got to be this person that I'm really not. So when you are using or wearing a mask, using your chosen personality, what I did is, I learned through my job experience how to be a project manager. And I happened to be good at it. It was a skill I developed. And this is where I always talk too about be careful about what skills you have because it could be something you've learned that is really part of the mask you're wearing. It's part of uh, the chosen side of you. 
And so you can be good at something, but it doesn't light you up. And so I was really good at something and I was lit up when I was doing it, when I was around all the things that the other parts of my personality that make me light up when I'm around a bunch of people, connecting with people, working together, advising, coaching, that kind of thing. So there were times in my career that I was really aligned with who I was, but I was doing the work that was very structured. Uh, and so I always thought, oh, ESFJ, that makes sense. Structured. I'm a project manager, right? Well, no. I wasn't allowing myself to really understand who I am, you know, inside. It's what, what my soul really came here to do. And so there were periods in my life where I hated my job and I was a project manager. If I was ESFJ, I would have loved my, my project manager jobs. And so I could never figure that out. And so be careful with personality tests. If you're thinking like, okay, what do I do? How do I find out who I really am? Well, here's a couple of suggestions. Actually, I have three. So number one, tune in to how you feel. That is the first thing. Be aware. So we go around being oblivious to this. 60 years for me. And so start to notice, just develop the sense of awareness about how you're feeling. Are you veering? Are you feeling like you're a car that's veering off the road when you're not feeling excited about what you're doing, happy about what you're doing? You're not feeling like your life is headed in the right direction. You're asking questions a lot about what if I could do something different? What if there was a possibility of this. And you're like talking yourself out of it. Like, oh, there's no time left or I don't have enough time. Or these are all signs that you're logically trying to talk yourself out of what your soul wants. So tune into the feelings, number one. Number two, find out who you were born to be. And you're like, hmm, how do I do that if I can't use personality tests? Well, I found a couple of different tools um, one is astrology, and some people are like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I've uh, like interviewed people on my podcast that are great. Uh, and so, um, and if you want somebody, I'll put in the show notes links to those episodes so you can listen as well. And human design is another one. Um, and so I'm going through learning deeper about what human design is so I can read um, people's charts. Um, another is typing, personality typing. I've had Alex Paulos on and um, he's, I've been trained by Alex Paulos and he's masterful. He's developed his own methodology and episode 57, I have it memorized because I had him come on the podcast. So you can listen to that. I'll link that up in the show notes. And it's funny because my students right now in the second half spark school are going through, they just had a session with Alex and they're going through this um I, I call it a reckoning, really. Um, and I looked up because I wanted to see, you know, is, is reckoning the right word to use for this? Um, and I looked it up. Um, a day of reckoning is when someone is forced to deal with an unpleasant situation, which they have avoided until now. And I, I say it's, it's really more like a week of reckoning because they're going through some exercises. But when you initially find out that you're, you've been living in this misalignment, there is this often resistance, like you want to, in a way, defend 
that no, because we always we think it's right or wrong. And, and I, it's, 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 it's really a decision up to you. How do you want to live your life? You know, you can live your life feeling meh, or you can live your life feeling excited. And so you, you tell me what's right or wrong to fit in. Some people think, well, fitting in is better. That's right. Um, I prefer that um, I'll, I'll, I'll be open to receiving what can make me the happiest I could be for the rest of my life. And so that's what I choose as, as my right. And so, um, so they're going through this kind of reckoning and it's, it's, it can be difficult to hear, but if you really want change, and that's why I talked about embracing change last week, because change is a part of this coming into your own and fully aligned with who you're born to be. So these tools will help you, but the tools are not based on you taking a test. They're based on information about you. And that information is your date of birth, your time of birth, and your location of birth. Because when your soul entered your the body, that's that is that is is like code that tells experts in these different fields who you really are and it's fascinating stuff so be open if you're not feeling really happy if you feel like you're not on the path that is going to make you the happiest person for the rest of your life and remember when you're happy everyone's around you much happier. So don't just do it for you, do it for the people around you, even though they're resistant to it too, which is probably the case. <clears throat> but find out more about yourself. You owe it to yourself. So number two is to really find a, a method that actually, with an expert that uh, uses your the coding around when your soul turned into a body. It's it's really, really, I feel like so much solid about like who I am because I know this stuff now. And I didn't know my time of birth. So I had to use a pendulum to find out what that was. And it was crazy because I'd never used a pendulum. There was, that was a whole experience. So I should do a video about that. And, uh, or even a, just a short, quick lesson about it. So I went on YouTube to see how pendulum worked, went to the crystal shop, bought a pendulum, and I didn't believe the first answer. So I did it again. It was the same answer. It was crazy. Okay. So I know I really feel totally confident in, in my time of birth. So you can find it out. You can also find an expert that can help you with that as well. Um, and then number three, finally, use tools that help you connect with your higher self. And I found a lot of tools that, you know, and I would say there's a lot of tools. There's a variety of tool, tools to do that, but you want to connect with your intuition. That's what it is. We, we are so busy that we are disconnected with that. And so it's really getting in touch with like your soul, like soul, tell me, tell me it's trying to talk to us and it's so frustrated. And that's what is making us feel bad is because, you know, our soul's crying inside essentially. And so the tools that 
can help you connect with your higher self for direction. That's why we do that is it gives us answers. And it's so important to get answers. That creativity comes from within, not outside of us. And we're all trying to look outside of us for the answer. It comes from within and we have the answer inside and we're just denying it and blocking it. So tools are like breath work. Breath work works really good for me. I didn't know what the heck was breath breath work. And I've had my biggest like downloads in breath work sessions. Uh, and then one easy one is silence and then journaling after you're silent for a bit. Um, you, you can say meditation, um, but just sitting in silence, going on a walk in nature and being quiet, like no headphones or anything, just be with your thoughts. Um, tapping into your dreams, having a dream interpreter and really paying attention and journaling on what you dreamt about because there's messages. We are actually connecting with the people who have passed, souls that we are really connected with and with our own soul when we go to sleep at night. I had a crazy dream. <laughs> I don't even know what it meant, but I know I had somebody on. I should have her back, um, but she is somebody um, who's in my mastermind and she does dream interpretation. So I should have her back on. I'll put her uh, the episode. I don't know that we talk specifically about dreams in the episode. It's been a while, but I'll put her a link to her information in the in the episode uh, show notes. And then tapping is another one. Tapping is an interesting, you can Google tapping. Uh, Melanie Moore is somebody I've had her uh, come on, talk to my students and do a session with them. She has lots of YouTube videos and she's from the UK. So she's got a delightful accent to listen to. Um, tapping for me personally hasn't been effective, but um, like uh, she tapped us, one of my students to an amazing breakthrough. Uh, so, so I would say definitely um, that's a modality to look into, especially if you're kind of a feely person. If you're more, uh, um, what is it called? Kinetic. I think it's called kinetic. You're more into like, um, you, you feel a lot of things. Like you're more em empathic, you know? So you're an empath, I think is the right terminology. Uh, if you know what that means. If you know what that means, then tapping might be a good thing for you. So anyways, that is the quick episode I wanted to share with you that be careful with personality tests. And if you're taking them and you're getting these answers and they might feel like they're right, but you're still not really feeling like you're in this place in life where you want to be, where you're just not the happiest that you could be, there's something missing, then you need to go deeper and figure out who you really are and open up what will be a flood of information once you find out who you are and connect with that higher self. Okay, that's it for today. And I'll see you on the next episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. 
Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.